Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Friends, welcome on into another week, a huge week, a massive week here at the Scotia. Why is this a massive week? Well, friends, in just a couple of days, we'll have actual real things to talk about. No more mock drafts or position rankings, group lists or hypothetical scheme fits. This Thursday, we have the 2020 NFL Draft. I know you're as excited as I am. Now, since it is Monday, it is episode 99 of the Sco Show. It is our final mock draft Monday of the 2020 NFL draft season. In today's show, your final mocks before the big show. But before that, one of the most engaging and fascinating things I have ever been a part of in this industry, the Sco Show Slack channel mock first round. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that, but before the usual business here at the outset, follow along the hijinks on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Check out the work, touchdownwire.com. For example, Doug Farrar and I dropped our top 50 players on Sunday. You got write-ups from me. You got write-ups from Doug. You got me on everything from quarterbacks to interior defensive linemen to cornerbacks to linebackers to tight ends to wide receivers to interior offensive linemen. I mean, they got me right to know about everything over there. It's a ton of fun. Doug and I, it's a massive like 35,000 words on the top 50 players. So check that out. So that's Touchdown Wire. Three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where Michael Kiss and I will have our final QB Scotia before the draft. That will come out later this week. Of course, on Pat's Pulpit, where I'll be doing some stuff, as you know, all week long. So we got a lot to talk about there. Lots of stuff to follow along with. Now, let me talk about the mock first round. Because a couple of weeks ago when I had the idea to do this, I thought it would be a nice sort of way to you know, get people together talking about the draft a little bit. I had seen from time to time and often been involved in discussions in the Scotia Slack channel, which again, you can be a part of. And after hearing this show, you might really want to be a part of it. You know, hit me up for an invite at Mark Schofield on Twitter, mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. I thought it'd be a great way to get everybody together, like make a couple picks, have a couple laughs. I'll talk about the picks share the input that the people had when they made each selection. We're still going. Not in the first round. Because we got into it, and before long, the consensus was, we got to do all seven. And so, I'm going to share with you just the first round, but I will tell you, right now, at this moment, we are into round four. The Dallas Cowboys... And John Carpenter are on the clock 
at pick 141, there have been trades, which I'm still trying to keep up with. And it has been an incredible experience just to see all the work that so many different men and women that listen to this show have put in on their own, learning about these prospects, diving into film. I mean, you're, you're talking about, okay, for example, Lewis Herrera picked at number 139 overall, Brandon Jones, safety from Texas. Should contribute immediately on special teams, while well his leadership, work ethic, he displayed at the uh, athleticism he displayed at the combine, studying all 32 teams' defenses while he was injured, and intangibles make him a very good value at this point in the draft. Like that's the kind of insight we're getting on guys at pick 139 of a seven-round mock draft. The majority of picks won't see the light of day, and. As somebody that's been doing this professionally or pseudo-professionally for, you know, this is my sixth draft, I guess. This has been one of the more amazing things to see. The fact that they, in the Slack channel, all the listeners, the men and women doing this mock, have just run with it and crushed it. I'm blown away by how cool it has been to just basically observe... I, I have the Bengals. I figured the Bengals were the most boring team to pick for. So I said, I'll take the Bengals and I'll draft Joe Burrow and go from there. Everybody else, the men and women, have been running this show, have been crushing it. Like I said, trades all over the place. It's been a joy to watch. So I I feel like a grandpa seeing like all the grandkids going crazy and just leading great lives. And I'm just like sitting back in the rocking chair and... Sipping another White Claw and smiling. That's literally how I feel about this. It's been fantastic to see. And so let's go through the first round. As I said, I figured it was the the way to go was to be boring. I'd take the Bengals. I'd take Joe Burrow. You can get me in and out. And that's the last in the first half of the show. That's really the last you're going to hear about my thoughts, really, because now it's yours. Mattia Rizzo, he took Washington. And at number two, he took Chase Young. Almost went left tackle, but at the end of the day, he is the best player in the draft. Good fit for Rivera's defense, his 4-3 defense. So you got Joe Burrow one, Chase Young two. At three, the Detroit Lions, Josh Bowman making their pick. Jeff Okuda, corner, Ohio State. Okuda is probably the most complete cornerback prospect to come out of the draft in several years. Completely plug and play. Great replacement for Slay. Scheme diverse. And I can tell you that Josh Bowman has been studying these corners perhaps more than most people. Perhaps more than people that are in the league. I know he's gone like 30 deep on them or so. So, impressive pick there. Ambrose Cohen with the Giants at four. Tristan Wirfs. Offensive tackle from Iowa. Got to get those hog mollies. Miami Dolphins at five. Jim Reynolds makes the pick there. He doesn't go tight end. Jim loves his tight ends. Tua Tungo-Vailoa, quarterback, Alabama. Don't know the medical situation, but no denying the talent. Not having to trade up to get him is a big win for Brian Flores and company. Los Angeles Chargers at six. Dave Archibald. Justin Herbert. Quarterback, Oregon. Tyrod Taylor is an adequate stopgap, but the Chargers need to look to the future with Phillip Rivers gone. Then at seven, we get our first trade. Now at seven, we get our first trade. 
Carolina Panthers were there. They come out. Jacksonville Jaguars come up from nine. Calvin S. comes up to draft Isaiah Simmons, linebacker slash defender from Clemson, and he links to just an Instagram from Simmons' own Instagram account where he comes to the podium. First question, Isaiah, your warm-up says, linebacker, what position do you play? And then it just cuts to, it's a cut scene of like play after play after play after play, and he just looks back and he's like, I play defense. Calvin would like the mic drop pick notes in the Google sheet. Very impressive. Arizona Cardinals at eight. Philip Seipolt. Derek Brown, defensive tackle Auburn. Probably should have gone offensive tackle here, but Brown is an athlete which worth hitching their ship to. At nine, Carolina Panthers, they come back from seven to nine. Jessica Brand makes the pick. She goes with Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama. To quote Josh Uche, no way you beat him on the same move twice. Played 89.5% of their offensive snaps 2018 to 2019. At 10, the Cleveland Browns, Chuck A. Makai Becton, offensive tackle, Louisville. Left tackle, a big need for this offense. It absolutely is. And so there's your first 10. And I think other than the trade, no real shockers there. At 11 comes a bit of a trade. Now, remember, Jim Rado was picking for the Miami Dolphins, took Tuatunga Vailoa at five. He comes up from 18, makes a trade with the Jets, sends the Jets 18, 70, and 153 overall for the 11th pick in the draft. Jim Reynolds comes up for the Miami Dolphins and drafts Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. Got the quarterback, have to get the offensive tackle to protect him, had to trade up to ensure the Dolphins get one of the top four. We'll have to see what the Jets are able to do when they go back to 18. At 12, the Las Vegas Raiders, Jared Thorne, Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama, the best fit for what Gruden wants to do at wide receiver. Hard to disagree. At 13, San Francisco 49ers, John Limbarakis. A lot of people think this would be the pick. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina, traded to Forrest Buckner last year. They have replacement now. At 14, Lewis Herrera for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Kilevon Chasen, edge LSU with all the f- top four offensive tackles gone. Best player available. Can never have too many pass rushers. That's absolutely right. The Broncos at 15, Matt St. John. Seeding Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Got to give Drew Locke some guys to throw to, and Lamb was the best player left in the draft. You have to think that Denver goes wide receiver there, and that's exactly what Matt St. John does. Atlanta Falcons at 16. Chris Gordon, C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. Got the corner of the future to replace the departed Desmond Trufant. It's an ideal pick there. Dallas Cowboys at 17. John Carpenter, Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama, plug-and-play starter at safety for a team that is desperate for secondary help. Now at 18, we get the Jets, who remember, they traded out of 11 to come to 18. Ricky Keeler, what does he get? Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. If you think there's a fab five in the offensive tackle group and you needed a tackle, you got it. So think about what the Jets did. They trade back to 18. They get 70 and 153 as part of the deal. And they still get an offensive tackle. One of the guys that's in the fab five. Addresses a need in the offensive line to help Sam Darnold in his development. Could also add a helping blocker for Le'Veon Bell. Now we got to pick at 19. The Minnesota Vikings and Tommy McCormick, they come up from night from 22 to 19 to get Henry Ruggs, 
the wide receiver from Alabama. Now the Raiders, look, they got Judy, so they don't need wide, re wide receiver here. They can slide back some spots. Zimmer and the Vikings were surprised to see Ruggs fall this far, so they packaged 22, 105, and 249 to jump over Jacksonville and Philly to add the electrifying wide receiver. Then we get another trade. Andy Likens comes up from the Baltimore Ravens pick at 28. He comes up 220, traded with the Jacksonville Jaguars again. They've been moving around a bit. And he comes up to draft. Tier Gross Matos, the edge from Penn State. Judon is on the tag. They need to groom the next one. All at a very reasonable cost to move up. Now, the Eagles, they sit pat at 21. Wide receivers are gone. They could go Jefferson here, but they don't. Huzifa Patel goes Christian Fulton, corner LSU. The Eagles used their 2020 offseason to turn a weakness into a strength. Fulton, Darius Slay, Nikel Roby Coleman form a solid cornerback trio, and it is hard to argue with that, especially when you remember such a deep wide receiver group. They don't have to force it at 21 if they're not comfortable. Now at 22, Raiders haven't come back from 19. Jared Thorne, Trayvon Diggs, corner Alabama. Raiders pass defense is quite bad. Diggs has the length and ball skills to really make a difference. Now the Tennessee Titans, they now are on the clock at 23. Patriots trade out. Titans come up. Phillip Seipold making the pick for there. Comes up and gets Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle, Boise State. Patriots trade their first and fourth round picks for the Titans' first and second rounders. Titans needed to pick an offensive tackle, and with the four top OTs off the board, they had to make a move. Saints on the clock at 24. Chuck A stays pat, makes the pick. Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU, fills an immediate hole at middle linebacker. Then at 25, it's not the Vikings, no. It's the Giants coming in from the top of the second round. Luis Herrera makes the pick. Cesar Ruiz. The center from Michigan. Giants trade 36, 99, and 110 for 25 and 205. Daniel Jones now has a pretty nice offensive line for the next couple of years. Let's remember what do they do it for? Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle from Iowa. So now you've got Ruiz and Wirfs on the same offensive line. Jaguars now on the clock with that pick that they traded with Miami here at 26. Calvin S makes the pick. Jeff Gladney, nasty physical corner to help shore up the secondary after Jalen Ramsey's departure. Now the Seahawks at 27 and Bill Rossetti. Who let him in? Who let Bill in? Because if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you have Justin Jefferson just fall into your lap at 27, like I joked in the slack as the commissioner, I felt like I almost needed to step in. That's an intervention situation. You fools! Letting Justin Jefferson fall to the Seahawks. Imagine DK Metcalf at X, Jefferson in maybe in the slot, or Tyler Lockett in the slot, and Jefferson at Z. You can interchange those guys. That's a pretty decent 11 wide receiver, 11 personnel wide receiver group. After a bit of a debate here, couldn't pass up the opportunity to put Jefferson with Metcalf and Lockett. What a trio. Exactly right, Bill. Then you get the Jacksonville Jaguars are 28. Calvin S making a pick there. Russ Blacklock, defensive tackle, TCU, rounding out my third defensive pick in the first. Blacklock helps anchor the D-line and have a fresh rookie prize at all three levels of the D. That he does. Now at 29, this was going to be the Patriots. It is not. Patriots trade out. 
Cleveland Browns come in, and they come up to draft Jeremy Chin, the safety from Southern Illinois. Titans trade their 2021st and seconds for the Patriots, 2021st and fourth. Pats then traded 29 for Cleveland's 41 and 74. Titans, and then England, New England, they make the trades. Cleveland here at 29, they get Jeremy Chin. Now at 30, the Green Bay Packers, Bill Rossetti picking for them as well. Jalen Ragor. Wide receiver from TCU. Much needed speed on the outside for the Packers and help for Devontae Adams. Defense gets them close last year. Improved offense helps them get even closer in a closing window. Then at 31, the Indianapolis Colts. Not the San Francisco 49ers, but the Colts come up. And what do they do? But Tia Rizzo makes the pick. Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Colts send 44-122 in next year's third rounder for 31 California kid with potential and time to develop behind Rivers. And the Niners, they get picks. They need picks. And at 32, Mike Gherkin, Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Athletic defender who can be a staple on their defense. And I got to say, that's an impressive first round. Not just the picks. Look, you look at the names. They're all names you recognize. None of these picks stuns me. Especially, look, Jeremy Chin at 29, there's a shot he sneaks into the first round. What I'm really impressed is the thought process, the movement, people not just addressing needs, but you can see forward thinking, like putting together parents, some offensive linemen, two in the first round for the Jets, for the Giants, excuse me. I love that. Seeing the Jags like address all three levels of their defense. The thinking that went into this, it's almost making me emotional because it would have been so easy for people to just sit there, make the picks, move on. It's so cool to see the thought that everybody has put into this. It's been so amazing to see. And so I just want to tip my hat to the men and the women that made these picks that have put the time in. It's now 7.30 on Sunday night, and people are still making picks, still talking about picks, still thinking about what they're going to do with their next pick, still shopping picks, shopping like sixth rounders for seventh rounders. It's very cool to see. And it's one of those moments that reminds me of just how lucky I am to do what I do. Now, look, there are some bumps and bruises along the way. Like, for example, we had a Zoom call with... You know, my family, my parents, my brother and his family, and my son, who tends to do a tremendous job of of trolling me, like, for example, during the phone call, he busted out Owen's top 32 favorite teams. He ranked them from 1 to 32, and he had the Patriots at 32, but he felt like he had an announcement for the entire family. He wanted to make an adjustment. He moved the Patriots up to 31 and and slid the Buccaneers to 32. So he, as you can tell, he does a tremendous job of trolling me with Tom Brady and the Patriots. He's in the next room right now playing Madden against the Patriots. I think he's winning 56 to nothing. But as my son pointed out during that phone call, he's like, you know, dad's working a lot right now. And I've learned that, you know, when you get to spend time with him, you got to savor that moment. And I mean, it's a bit like a kick to the groin, cats in the cradle scenario. So there are bumps along the way. But at the same time, to see people take this exercise so seriously and put their time and their thought into it and take the personal pride in it because 
yes, the first round, like I said, I'm going to be talking about these picks and I'm going to be relaying the stuff. But you get a pick in the third round of, you know, Jessica Brand picking Neville Gallimore at 73 overall for Carolina. Lots of stunts, great first step, powerful punches, good in space, one tech experience in 3-4 front, like snow runs, but could also work at 3-tech. Um, defensive coordinator at Oklahoma claimed guys listen when he speaks, where he was, in, he was a nose guard in the 3-3-5, called the Canadian Bulldozer. I mean, that's analysis that you know, six out of 10 football websites aren't giving you. And we're getting it here in a Slack channel for a mock draft on a pick at 73 overall that I didn't tell anybody I was going to be talking about this stuff. I mean, that's just really cool. And so, again, thank you to everybody that's been a part of it, that is continuing to make these picks. It's been a blast. We are certainly on track to finish this up before the draft, and I'm fascinated to see how these picks go. And I'm sure the in the Google Sheet we've got people doing, you know, matrices of picks and teams and everything. So I'm sure there's people in here that are smarter than me that will be able to figure all of that out, you know, as we get through the draft. So thank you to everybody. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did, just being a small part of it. Um, really, you guys ran the show. So cool to see. Up next, the rest of your mocks. That's ahead on episode 99 of the Sco Show. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys! It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 99 of The Sco Show. And before we get into your mocks, just a reminder what we're doing this week. We've got this show, which is episode 99. Episode 100 is the draft day preview show. That will drop Thursday morning. Basically, you're going to get my final mock, and I'm going to talk about like players that I want, players that I don't want, nerdy draft stuff for the final day of the draft, preview stuff, because then we're going to have picks to talk about at some point. Hopefully, the Patriots make a pick on Thursday night. If not, you'll get some sort of quick recap show, um, but there will be mini shows throughout the week over at Pat's Pub, we're going to be doing a ton of stuff over the, for the draft, so a whole ton of coverage to get you ready for this draft. Let's get through your mocks. Start with the Scotia Slack Channel ones. Luis Herrera at 38. Brandon Ayuk at 59. Adam Trotman at 78. Anthony Jennings at 94. Kenny Robinson, the XFL safety, the only player in the XFL eligible for the NFL draft. At 121, Alex Highsmith at 159. Colton McKivitz at 204. Rodrigo Blankenship at 212. James Morgan, 214. Jawan Johnson. 
And at 241, Tristan Colin Castillo, center from Missouri. Next walk comes in from Andy Likens at 23, Marlon Davidson. At 87, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. At 98, Jabari Zunga, the edge from Florida. At 100, KJ Hill from Ohio State at 125. Devion Taylor, the linebacker from Colorado, liked him. And Freddie Jennings, the edge from Alabama at 172. Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern, the kicker at 195. Jake Lutton at 204. Tremaine Ankrum, the guard from Clemson at 212. And Kendall Vindlor, the corner from Georgia Southern at 213. And then to round that out, you've got Joe Reed, wide receiver from Virginia at 230, and Terrence Steele, Texas Tech offensive tackle at 241. Next walk comes to us from John Lamaracus, Justin Matabuke at 48, Ashton Davis at 73, Devin DeVerney at 79, Khalid Kareem, the edge from Notre Dame at 87, Alex Highsmith, Charlotte edge at 98, Devin CSC at 100, Antonio Gibson from Memphis at 133, Josiah Scott at 144, Michigan State corner, Quintus Cephas at 172, Davon Hamilton at 174, Jonah Jackson all the way at 189. Anthony Gordon at 2.30 and Casey Tuwell, Stanford linebacker. I've got a podcast recommendation for you. A uh, good uh, friend of mine uh, who's doing some great work collecting some pods. Emily Van Buskirk at MLM at E-M-I-L-N-E-M on Twitter. She's doing a bunch of pods. Um, she had like Josh Jones, she had Mason Fine, and she had Casey Tuo as well. So check her out on Twitter, listen to the pod. She's going to be posting them together. Um, lots of prospects she's been talking to in the run-up to the draft. So check Emily's pods out when you get a chance. Josh Bowman at 43, LaVisca Chenault at 50, Ross Blacklock at 59, Malik Harrison at 87, Bryson Hopkins at 97, J.K. Dobbins. Harrison Bryant at 98, James Prochet at 115, Travis Gibson from Tulsa the Edge, 121, Alex Taylor at 144, Akeem Davis Gaither at 149. If they got him with a third pick in the fifth round, I don't want to say it's a we're going streaking moment, but it might be. Javaris Davis at 172, James Morgan at 195, Trayvon Hill at 212, Javelin Gidry at 230, Solomon Kinley at 241. You're betting on a guy that ran a 429 at 230. Me likey. Ricky Keeler at 23. He stays and makes the pick. AJ Ipanessa, 87. Grant Delpit. Oh, oh, my goodness. Brian Edwards at 98. Harrison Bryant at 100. Troy Dye at 125. Oh, sign me up for this draft. Colton McKivitz at 172. Quiz, Quez Watkins, excuse me, the Southern Mitts wide receiver at 195. Chauncey Rivers at 204. Shaquille Quarterman at 212. Cole Cabral, center from Arizona State at 213. Javelin Gidry at 230. Jake Lutton at 241. Me likey. Patrick Brown trades down. Michael Pittman at 47. Adam Trotman at 80, at 69. Nice pick. Troy Dye at 87. Alohi Gilman at 98. Devin CSC at 100. Anthony Jennings at 141. Tyler Johnson at 143. David Woodward at 172. Javelin Gidry at 173. Charlie Heck at 95. And Carter Coughlin at 213. Tremendous draft. Ian McDonald comes in with his draft of integrity. The one and only mock draft that he's done. Xavier McKinney at 55. LaVisca Chenault at 60. Adam Trotman at 67. Tyler Baidaz at 87. Ben Barch at 98. Willie Gay at 100. Josiah Scott at 195. Rodrigo Blankenship at 204. 
McDowell won a game at 212. Carter Coughlin, 213. Jonathan Garvin, outside backer from Miami at 230. Javelin Gidry at 241. And Ian just drops the mic. Just says, I don't need all these other mocks. I'll do one and get it done. Jim Reynolds comes with us. Rocks Blacklock at 39, another trade down mark. Cole Komet at 67. Brian Edwards at 85. Bradley and Nay at 87. Willie Gage Jr. at 98. Kenny Robinson at 125. Antonio Gibson at 141. McTelvin at game at 195. Shaquille Quarterman at 212. 213. Reggie Robinson in the Reggie Robinson pick slot. Jared Pinckney at 230. And Tyler Bass at 241. Matt St. John. The Draft Network mock Cesar Ruiz at 23, Chase Claypool at 87, Logan Wilson, he's rising. Bucky Brooks was tweeting about him today. At 98, Khalid Kareem at 100, Devin SCSC at 175, 125. No, 175. 125. I can't read. J.R. Reed, the Georgia safety at 172. Did you want him? The edge from South Carolina at 195. And then. Dalton Keene at 204, Rodrigo Blankenship at 212, Dane Jackson at 213, Darian Daniels, love him, at 230, Carter Coglin at 241. And then our last mock via the Scotia Slack channel, Michael Pittman at 41, Cesar Ruiz at 42, Adam Trotman at 74, Matt Pert, 98, Richard Lawrence at 125, Gino Stone at 172, DJ Wanham at 195, Rodrigo Blankenship at 204, Joe Reed, 212, Shaquille Quartermain, 213. Steven Sullivan at 230. And Javelin Gidry to round it out at 241. Let's look at some of the Twitter mocks that we got in this week. Got one from Joe and the Ultima at Joe and the Ultima. Joe Carreri on Twitter. We'll do backflips if the Patriots came away with this. Made an estimated 77 trades and somehow the board fell this way. Just a handful of picks, but they crush it. At 37, Zach Bond. At 60, Terrell Lewis. 71, Malik Harrison. And at 78, Adam Trotman. At 100, Van Jefferson. At 125, Jack Driscoll. And at 213, John Penasini. Interior defensive lineman from Utah. Like that mock. Mike Biscardi comes to us with another. His last mock simulation before the real deal on Thursday night. Two trades. Six day two picks. You can follow him on Twitter. At Mike Biscardi. B-I-S-C-A-R-D-I. Marlon Davidson at 59, Zach Bond at 64, Adam Trotman at 67, Tyler Bidas at 87, Chase Claypool at 98, Willie Gate at 100, Jack Driscoll at 125, Antonio Gibson at 149, James Prochet at 166, Jonah Jackson 172, McTelvin Aguim at 204, DJ Wanham 212, Tanner Muse at 213, Jake Lutton at 230, and Rodrigo Blankenship at 241. Fantastic mock there. Some other mocks that came in. These via email. Got to get to these now. First up, we got a question via email. George Kevgas sends in an email. Thanks for the Scotia podcast. I've really enjoyed Mock Draft Mondays. Many of the mocks on this show have the Pats trading down from 23 to accumulate more top 100 picks. What do you think it would look like if they keep the pick at 23 and move Tooney for a second rounder? Does that take you like let you take a guy like Ruiz at 23 and then still get a linebacker in the second round. I think it's, first of all, it might happen. We're hearing that the Patriots and Joe Tooney are not close on a deal. And so maybe they are looking at shopping him. I think if they do move him for a second rounder, it would depend where that second rounder falls. But it might be a situation where you take the linebacker in the first round and Ruiz at the second round. Like, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, looking at, you know, the second round, how that looks right now. And, 
you know, maybe some teams that might want an offensive lineman. So say you're looking at teams like, we know Cincinnati wants an offensive lineman, right? Now they probably go tackle, but maybe you get 33 for Joe Tooney. That might be a bit much. You look at Jacksonville at 42. Maybe you get 42 for Joe Tooney, okay? I think Ruiz might be there at 42. I don't think Patrick Queen's there at 42. So I think if you come out of it with that pick at 42 and you draft Ruiz there, and the pick at 23, you stay there and draft Patrick Queen, that's not too bad. And so it's a very interesting idea. Thanks, George, for the email. I love it. Another email comes in from self Seipolt. Next email that comes in that we wanted to get to is... This is from Tom. There's no way. There's absolutely no way I'm going to pronounce this. It's from Tomas Podolizinski. I think I got it right. I'm Tomas from Hungary. I made a fun mock draft where I made a lot of trades, gave away almost every picks from next year's draft, but got a ton of value and get some of the top players. First of all, an email from Hungary. Tomas, I'm floored. Like, how cool is that? People listening worldwide to the show. And he trades up. And I got to say, it's incredible. He goes up to two and gets Joe Burrow. He goes up to three and gets Chase Young. He goes up to eight and gets Jeffrey Okuda. Goes up to 14 and gets Henry Ruggs. We'll talk about the trades in a minute. Then you get Troy Dye at 68, Davon Hamilton at 79, Albert O at 125, Kenny Robinson Jr. at 213, Danny Pintner, tackle from Ball State at 230, and Rodrigo Blankenship at 241. Now on the trades, let's see. We traded Washington 100, 195, around 1 and 21, and around 3 and 22 in exchange for the pick of 2 and 142. And we drafted, as you saw, Joe Burrow. Then we trade with Detroit. We give them 98, 172, a first rounder in 2022, and a fourth rounder in 2021, and we get Chase Young in a pick at 166. And then we trade with Arizona to get up to eight. We give them 87, 42, 212, a round two in 2021, and a round three in 2021, and we make the pick at eight, and we get Jeffrey Okuda. And then we get up to 14 to make the Rugs pick. We give up 23, 166, and a second rounder in 2022. And then when we get 59, which is where, and excuse me, we're going to be shipping that out later, it looks like. Yeah. We made a trade there. We don't make any of those picks. We traded with Seattle. We sent them 76, 114, 204, and a fifth in 2022. We get 59 and 144. And then 144 was part of a trade with the Jets where we get 68 and 79. We give them 59, 144, a fourth rounder in 2022. And a fifth rounder in 2021. That's a ton of trades, Tomas. But if you're going to come out of a draft and just swing for the fences, you come out of it with Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeffrey Kuda, Henry Ruggs in the first round. Four of the top 15 picks. Just mortgage the future. I mean, come on. That's incredible. So, Tomas, thank you so much for getting that in. That's awesome. Uh, Bob Giebler. Um... Mock draft, no trades. AJ Ipanessa at 23, Adam Trotman at 87, Sadiq Charles at 98, Jordan Elliott at 100, Anthony Gordon at 125, Antonio Gandy Golden at 172, Solomon Kinley at 195, Kamal Martin at 204, Tanner Muse at 212, Madre Harper 
Corner from Southern Illinois, 213. Michael Divinity, 230. And Desmond Patton, wide receiver from Washington State at 241. And finally, we got, it looks like Neil, Neela, N-E-I-L-A. We got a couple of mocks here. Three favorite mocks from the week. So we got a trade down scenario here via the mock draft machine at the Draft Network. At 39, LaVisca Chenault. At 70, Julian O'Cara. At 87, Hunter Bryant at 98, Bradley Anae at 100, Akeem Davis Gaither at 125, Solomon Kinley, 172, Juwan Jennings, 195, Tanner Muse, 212, Dalton Keene, 213, John Reed, the corner from Penn State, Mike Panasuk, interior defensive lineman from Michigan State at 230 and 241, Joe Reed. Then you get this mark via fan speak. Michael Pittman at 52, Lewis Nang, offensive tackle from TCU at 57, Adam Trotman at 87, Akeem Davis Gaither at 90, Matt Hennessy at 100, Harrison Bryant at 111, Bradley Nate at 114, Chase Claypool at 125, Kenny Willickis 131, SN Bassi, corner from Wake at 171, Tyler Bass 172, John Hightower at 195, Lakey Foto 204, Dalton Keene 212, James Morgan 213, Anthony Jennings 230, John Pinacini. Defensive tackle from Utah, 240. John Runyon, 241. Freddie Swain, Georgia wide receiver at 248. And then Neil, you the other one. O'Neal Ario. Cole Komet at 59. Michael Pittman at 64. Matt Hennessy at 87. Ben Barch at 98. Bradley Anae at 100. Raekwon Davis at 101. Jordan Mack, backer from Virginia at 125. James Morgan at 133. Chase Claypool at 144. That's a very nice pick. Hakeem Agendi at 172. Tyler Bass, 195. Bravion Roy, defensive lineman from Baylor, 204. Anthony Jennings at 212. Cheyenne O'Grady, 213. Like him getting there late. Lakey Fultu, 214. Leverett Hill, 230. And Nick Coe, Auburn defensive, I mean, excuse me, Auburn Edge at 241. So tons of mocks. So much great work done by everybody from the mock draft and the first draft of the show to all these mocks this week. Those are a ton of names. Those are a ton of mocks. So happy that you guys all sent those in. Thank you all so much. All the mocks are have been fantastic. And, you know, since this is the final mock draft Monday, let me just say, all the mocks this year have been great. Like every single one of them. Because I can tell that you're all putting time and effort and thinking about them and sending them in. Just the fact that you would send them in to begin with is awesome. But the effort behind them is awesome as well. The thought process, I can see how you're constructing picks and trying to address needs. I love Tavas swinging for the fences and just mortgaging the future for four studs in the top 15 picks. Like All of them have been fantastic. It's made what can sometimes be a tough part of the schedule when you're trying to figure out shows a joy. Like I love recording these because I get, I get to basically hear from you. And so it's been a ton of fun. Um, the next time you hear from me, is Thursday, morning of the draft, and then throughout the weekend. So thank you for making this draft season such a joy, such a blast to cover. It really is so much fun to do this show, each part of the, of the, of the calendar year. So thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. Stay safe, checking on your neighbors, checking on your loved ones, wash those hands, and as you do, sin along and bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.